Welcome to episode 58 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for joining me today. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting beautiful images in the great outdoors. We sell a variety of prints of mountains, lakes, Calgary, and beyond, so you should check out all the photos we have available on robertmasseyphotography.ca and maybe add one to your home. All right, now let's get on with the show. Today on the podcast, we are looking at four ways for you to isolate and get your subject to pop in an image. Isolation is a key compositional element. It brings your subject into singular focus, really drawing the eye of your viewer. This technique is powerful when you want to create a simple image or want one specific element in your photo to really stand out. But creating isolation isn't always straightforward. We live in a hectic world with many distractions that can draw your viewer's attention away from your main subject. Isolation keeps your viewer's focus on your subject. We most commonly see this used in portraiture. These are those shots with creamy backgrounds, lots of bokeh, and the only thing in focus is the portrait subject. And this is powerful. You end up really exploring the person's expression, their eyes, their features. You get to really see them without any distractions. This is typically done through depth of field, using a wide aperture, think f2.8 and lower, and separation between subject and background. But this isn't the only way to cause isolation, and in travel and adventure work, it typically isn't the best way. Depth of field is powerful, but it tends to remove the rest of the scene from the equation, and in travel and adventure work, we want that scene around the subject. It gives context to the story and power to the image. So I'm going to cover four other ways to isolate your subject moving beyond depth of field. One note as we get going, the subject doesn't have to mean a person. A subject can be a mountain, a flower, a building, a crack in the wall, or your crazy kitty. It's whatever the main focal point is in your image. All right, let's get going. Tip number one, use a simple background. One of the easiest ways to create subject isolation is by simplifying your background. This means looking for ways to remove distracting objects and colors so that your subject stands out. Think of a mountain standing against a bright blue sky. Simple backgrounds can be a sky, a blank wall, the floor, a rock wall, or anything that doesn't add distractions around or behind your subject. This can take quite a bit of planning and patience while you're doing travel and adventure photography. You will likely have to move around and keep an eye on your subject at the same time until you see the cleanest background behind it. This could just mean moving around the square you're standing in, or this could mean moving to an entirely different part of the city to be able to get an image without something behind that building or behind whatever you're looking at. The benefit here is that with a clean backdrop, your subject will stand out clearly in the frame. This also eliminates the opportunity for one of my biggest pet peeves in photography. When people end up with things like trees and lampposts or other things seemingly sticking out of their heads because the object is behind them in photos, so it looks like it's coming out of the top of their heads or out of the side or something like that. It looks terrible, and by having a simple, clean background, you can avoid that happening. Now, clean backgrounds work great for making people really pop in the frame while they're standing on a mountaintop. Try positioning the person to have the sky behind them instead of the mountain or the valley that you're standing above. This will really make that person much more noticeable, especially if you can have them standing at a high point and then you show the lower point leading back down. Now something to watch out for, the color of the background. Ensure your subject doesn't blend in. 
A clean blue background doesn't do you much good if your subject is also wearing blue. All right, going on to tip number two, use light. Light is a great way to cause isolation on your subject and separate them from the scene. This can be done with off-camera flash or by using natural light around you. Humans are naturally drawn to the brightest parts of photos. Use this to your advantage by having your subject stand in the lightest part of your composition. People will see your subject right away and you will cause some separation from them and the background. And this works particularly well in forest settings where there are shafts of light cutting through the forest between the trees. Make sure your subject is standing one of the light shafts rather than one of the shadowed areas and they will really pop out. You can also create your own bright points and images by using off-camera lights. This works great for nighttime portraits. At night, set up for a long exposure, but place a light behind your subject. This causes rim lighting and helps your subject to stand out in the darkness. You can also try adding a headlamp to your subject and having them look up into the sky, down into a valley, off into the distance, and the headlamp will illuminate your subject just a little bit while also giving your viewer a bright point to hone in on. Now the great thing is you don't need anything fancy to do this. Basic flashlights can work. And for off-camera lighting, if you want to get something better, I suggest looking into a company called LoomCube. They make tiny lights that are very bright, portable, and weather-resistant. All right, on to tip number three, use motion. Motion is one of those great givers in photography. We can freeze everything to the point where you can see water droplets frozen in the air, or we can drag those shutter speeds out and have everything look nice and blurry and with lots of movement in there. So motion can change an image immensely. And you can really use this to your advantage when you are getting your subject to stand out. One of the great ways to do this is by shooting a stationary subject and letting everything move around it. Think about shooting in a city. You pick a statue that is in the middle of traffic. Typically, if you photograph that with a standard shutter speed, you would just have a snapshot of the moment with all those vehicles and people clearly visible. And the statue may be the main focal point, but there are a lot of distractions. Now instead, drag out your shutter speed to 20 or 30 seconds. That statue will remain still and the traffic around it should flow and move. This will add a framing element around the figure and focus your viewer on it. And it's also going to add some really great visual interest if there are lights or blurs of the traffic moving. And this is really just one example with traffic moving around. You can do this with waterfalls. You can do this with people. Have somebody stand in a busy point and have them stand as still as they can for say five to 10 seconds and you can get blurs of people moving past them and around them. It looks amazing. It's such a great way to add some visual interest to some of your photos. To do this properly, you will want a tripod or some other way to stabilize your camera, like setting it on a shelf or anything like that. And you may also need neutral density filters if you are going to be shooting during daylight. I just picked up some of Polar Pro's circular neutral density filters, and they are spectacular and brilliant and super well built. And I'll do a review on them soon here for you. But for now, if you really want to get into looking at neutral density filters, I would fully suggest looking at Polar Pro. All right, and here we go with our last tip of the episode. Tip number four, use geometry. Sometimes it's just not possible to remove all the distracting elements from a shot. However, you still want your subject to really stand out in the image and be isolated from the rest of the noise. This is where geometry can help. Use natural curves, triangles, Vs, and anything else that have a meeting point and put your subject at the junction. If it's a V, position your subject at the tip of the V. If it's a triangle, place your subject with the point just above them. Look for moments where the chaos in the scene can give you a spot to lead your viewer to your object you want them to see. 
guide the viewer with geometry, like leading lines and framing, to help get your subject to stand out in the chaos. The geometry will also add visual interest to your photo, helping you retain your viewer's attention. This is particularly great when you are in cities, as there are so many geometric shapes you can use to draw attention to your subject. One of my favorites is shooting a well-known building through the meeting point of two branches on a tree. I use the tree to frame the building and draw the viewer into the image, and it usually gives them a new perspective on that building as well. So, win for me, win for the viewer. Alright, and that's actually it. Those are my four tips to help you have your subject pop out in your composition and not get lost in the chaos. Go and give them a try the next time you're out shooting and watch your subjects just pop out of your image. To review quickly, tip number one was to use a simple background. Tip number two was to use some form of light to help cause separation or help draw your viewer's point straight to your subject. Tip number three was to use motion. And the tip we just talked about was number four, and that was geometry. Now, I'd love to see how you are putting this into practice. If you go out this week and shoot something where you use one of these ideas, send me a message, send me the photo, let me know what you're doing with it. If you've used this before, you have previous examples that you think match this, send them off to me as well. I'm always happy to talk about photography, and I love seeing what people are creating. So send me a message on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography. And if you want to see some examples of this, you can find those in the show notes for this episode, which are online at robertmasseyphotography.ca slash show notes. Now, the weather here in Calgary has finally, finally, finally turned, and it's starting to get sunny and beautiful outside, and I am headed off to go out and shoot outdoors and try off some of these new neutral density filters that I've got my hands on. So I'll have a review for those for you soon. For now, I love them. These Polar Pro filters look beautiful and amazing. But until then, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for hanging out with me today and congrats on taking some time to make your photography better. Let's adventure. Bye for now.